and he's screaming and he's crying and I'm like, oh, you're fine, you're fine, because he's eight years younger than me, so he's, you know, however old he is, and I'm like 12, 13, like, quit being a little bitch boy, and like, then, you know, they take him to the hospital or whatever. Oh my God, they were roommates. Welcome back to the Roommates Couch Podcast. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Kelton. Today, before we start, we just wanted to give a huge shout-out to everybody who has been listening with us so far. We have a crazy cool fact at the beginning of this episode, and that is that the Roommates Couch Podcast is officially a top 50% podcast in the world. You heard that right? We are growing like crazy, folks, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you for coming in every week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for participating in our polls and for shooting us messages and being super supportive. It would mean a lot to us if you would just share this episode with anybody you know, or any episode, really. Uh, your favorite, your not favorite, the one you hate, the one you thought that we were the dumbest, whatever. Anything you can do to help us keep growing would be marvelous. Uh, thank you so much again for being here, and let's get started. Have you ever had like a, a major surgery or anything in your life? No. I've had uh, wisdom teeth removed and a couple of broken bones, but nothing like truly life-altering. I want to get my tonsils out. Um, I've, they've been mm. giving me some issues the last year or so, but otherwise, like, I'm, I'm me. So what about you? I've only had one major surgery. I, I rolled a four-wheeler and broke my elbow. Oh. Um, and so they had to put pins in it. My elbow is jacked. Like, if let me see if I can get it in the camera. So, oh, that's crooked. Yeah. <laughs> so it, what the hell? As you can see, it's not supposed to go, go that way. And I actually, I can't touch my shoulder. That's as close as I can get on that side and I can touch on that oh, side. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I uh, I did not do physical therapy like I was supposed to <laughs> get that full motion back. Um, but when I did that, they, they put these pins in my arm and they, they were exposed pins. And so they like, I was a fourth grader and they're like, okay, we basically, if he's going to go to school anytime this year, we got to quarantine him. So they put my desk in like the corner of this room and no one could come within like 20 feet of me. What? And uh... it was just this miserable, awful experience as a, a fourth grader. And uh, went through that whole process of being kind of like an outcast. And when they went to go take it out, like I was thinking I was in the mental state as a fourth grader that I was like going in for a surgery to get these pins removed. And they walk into like the waiting room. Like it was not even into like the back room. It was like in this hallway. The guy walks up, walked up with a pair of pliers, straight up pair of pliers. No way. And he was like, you ready to get these out? And I laughed. And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's do it. Unwraps the thing, pin sticking out, grabs it and pulled it right out like i could feel it in my forearm dude it was so gross Ew. (laughs) had brand new pair of pants bled all over my pants like it was the weirdest experience i went to some back hole in the wall sketchy doctor (laughs) that's foul Ugh. my my little brother when he was i don't know five four six somewhere in that age range um we had a trampoline in our backyard and in a series of events that was not my fault I may have snapped his femur in half on the trampoline (laughs) and he's screaming and he's crying and I'm like, Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Cause he's eight years younger than me. So he's, you know, however old he is. And I'm like 12, 13, like quit being a little bitch boy. And like, then, you know, they take him to the hospital or whatever. And they did sort of a similar thing with those like external things. So his, because he was so young, they couldn't put like a, normally for a femur, they just stick like a pin all the way through and then they leave it for your whole life. But since he was so small, like they didn't want him to like grow out of that pin, if that makes sense. So instead they drilled two holes above and two holes below the brake, pushed these bars all the way through his leg and then used like an outside steel brace. And he walked yeah. around for like eight or nine months with like a, a robot leg attached to him. 
And every morning, my parents, the, the type of metal that they use so that your body doesn't reject it, um, I don't know what it is, but like your, because your body doesn't reject it, it doesn't recognize it as foreign, like your skin will start to grow to it. And so every morning, my parents had to like peel the skin back that had like grown up these bars. It was disgusting. Dude, an external fixator. Yep. The only reason I know what that is is my brother shattered his leg in football and they, around like his whole calf, it was just this big bionicle cage yeah. and they would do the same thing. You had to pull it down. It's so gross. Little brothers are disgusting with their weak legs. Hit the gym, bro. <laughs> <But> this is... <laughs> my, my, it's actually my older brother. My older brother, oh. he... Uh, Sorry, Parker. He had the external... Fi- yeah, Parker's okay. He he's, drinks his milk. Do you remember that Got Milk commercial? Where all the, the got the milks are sitting, sitting at the yeah they're sitting at the the breakfast table and they're like and the mom's like drink your milk and the boy's like old man rivers doesn't drink his milk and he's like in their, their backyard and it shows him and he goes to lift up the wheelbarrow and his arms like snap off okay. and then the kids just like instantly start <laughs> drinking milk <laughs> no i never saw that <laughs> it's one of the greatest the of all time that's so funny I, i'll have to send it send it to you but anyway so uh Cade, he uh my older brother had the the cage around his foot for that one and then he also was in a three-wheeler accident where he was driving a three-wheeler and there was a trailer with a hitch on the back of it and his leg got caught on the hitch and oh. the hitch went through his leg and he was like driving the three-wheeler and it was like stuck on there right and so they went into the hospital it was this nasty nasty oh my gosh can't talk nasty gash in his leg and the doctor comes in and starts putting in these stitches that are like four inches apart like they're just these huge stitches my dad was like what are you doing dude like that's gonna heal terribly and the doctor told him he was like if this was a girl i would be in here putting in the finest stitches i could possibly do but he's like this is a young 18 year old boy like i'm gonna put these thick stitches and he'll have a story to tell and his leg looks terrible like it looks like (laughs) he is like a burn victim like this is so gross so both of his legs are just absolutely Sue, scarred you, up, your trash. dad should have been recording that conversation because he'd have been set for life. That's oh, got to yeah, be some kind of medical about. malpractice, doing something like that. But, oh, yeah. So speaking it was a of, different time back then. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of gruesome injuries and also sentimental things, I'm probably going to cut this little portion, but one of my favorite pictures in the world is this. After I had mangled yes. my ankle on P-Day and you and Dick Matt Rigoli were carrying me to the car so that I could go get an x-ray. One of my one of my favorite pictures that I have. That is an awesome picture. I also love that Peterson's just watching me and Virgo carry you out. <laughs> and big shouts to uh, our our friend Ben Benjamin Dover Hooker for snapping the picture after I had snapped my leg. He's a real one for catching yes. that memory. I I think I've mentioned this in the last couple of weeks, but dude, the Egyptian pyramids. I've been fascinated with that. Dude, I saw a TikTok today that just like, I, I love videos that just like break my concept of time. And Cleopatra, right? The last like big ruler of ancient Egypt was closer time-wise to us than she was to the building of the pyramids. So like, like closer time-wise to having a cell phone in her hands and filming a TikTok than when those things were completed, not even when they started, when they were finished. They have been there so astronomically long. That, wow. that our conception of ancient Egypt has always had them there. Wow. Hey, I literally saw something like this too. MTV is, I wish I was better on the, we need a guy, dude. We need to, now that we're $3 in ad revenue, we Ooh. need to hire somebody to be 
our guy that Google stuff while we're talking. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a pitch. Oh. Everyone that's listening right now, if you are interested in a unpaid internship here at the couch, be an honorary roommate, email your resume to us at roommatescouch at gmail.com and we'll, we'll let you do some social media, some researching. We'll let you talk a little bit on here if you want. And I'm willing to vouch on your resume that you were an intern here. Boom, get your college credit. We're in MF oh, business what? now, bitch. <laughs> MF, dude. <laughs> that, uh, let's do it, dude. I, I found what I'm looking for. So we really, we really do need a Googler. So yeah. put in your resume. Show us your Google skills. Um, and then I will love that, too, because like everything we say, they'd be like, um, fact check, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> we can just give them but, a little bell in the corner to ding so I know what to cut. <laughs> yeah. So this was as of uh, February 11th. So I guess it was a couple of months ago, but it's the first time I saw it today. MTV's when MTV first came out, their first episode was closer closer to Pearl Harbor than it was to February eleventh, twenty twenty three. No so way, like, yeah, dude. And the picture, like, too, is like crazy because you're like, wow, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but apparently Pearl closer Harbor. to us than it was to Pearl Harbor. Wow, Serena just had her birthday and she officially turned twenty six. And that morning, I told her that she is closer to forty than she is to ten, and she didn't like that. She was not a fan. <laughs> You know Oxford University in England? Mm-hmm. Oxford was founded 400 years before the Aztec Empire. Like It was like 600 years before any colonists had ever sailed the ocean blue and discovered, wow. quote-unquote, the, the American continent. So like they had been a university for, or for 600 years before Columbus came over here. So like they wow. had like a geography class probably, and their teacher was like, "You know, it's in the new the known world." And then some guy runs in with like a letter, like, "Look what he did! Discovered a whole continent, killed off a native people, stole the land." <laughs> Could you imagine? He like comes and he's like, um, "I'm starting the Round Earthers Club. If anyone wants to join, then they're all like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, they so Oxford used to teach medicine 800 years before the idea of germ theory came around, dude." 800 that, years. That's crazy. When, when you think of like the Civil War is when we first were like, you know what? Maybe we should like clean up. Like, yeah. you know, like maybe we shouldn't just be using the same tools to cut off every other guy's leg. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem that long ago. Like no. we've evolved so quickly, so fast from a certain period, but f- everything before there seems like it was slow motion. Slow. This is, this is the Egyptian theory crap, conspiracy theory stuff I've been diving into is how do you have the pyramids, which is before Cleopatra, way back, whatever, you know, and that type of precision, that type of scale, that type of everything. And, and all those conspiracy theories always lead back to lost civilizations, like the, the lost advancement of a, a culture and how we digress. And then we recycle the, you know, the progression on through until we become educated and, yeah. Now they're then saying, they hey, we're going to digress again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm actually a big believer in that. We've talked, we talked last week even a little bit about kind of what scientists think happened at the start and the end of a universe and like, you know, where, where that all works and stuff. And essentially the whole concept is that matter is not created or destroyed. It's just in different forms. But in the same way that I think the universe eventually dies and is brought back either in a new dimension or a new plane or however it works. I don't know. I'm not an astrophysicist, but I think that civilization does the same thing and that we're just constantly 
cycling. And we're probably within, if, if it's true, according to the Fermi paradox, we are within like 100, 150 years of now there's no more humans and we're back to, to the, the foundations. So I guess we'll see. And then we'll immediately forget. Yeah. And then in 20,000 years, they'll discover those pyramids and they'll be, you know, several feet shorter than they are now because of, you know, erosion and stuff. And they'll be like, well, who did this? And we'll hear about Nikita who was the last queen who was closer in <laughs> age to the Tick Tick app than she was to, I don't know, the same but slightly well, different. I think I think we just discovered the name of my child. We're going to name her. <laughs> 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 oh dude oh, that's crazy I, you get on those that same lineup with Atlantis do you believe that Atlantis was a real place oh, I have such a hard time with that one I desperately want to and I think that there is good there there could be like good evidence for it like Galileo talked about it a little bit in a couple of his writings and like there, it's feasible enough but everyone that like truly believes in Atlantis is a little bit not right in the head like they're all a little bit crazy and so if i were to say oh yes i believe in atlantis then people are like oh he's a little bit crazy so i have to like on the outside show a little skepticism but yeah probably probably believe in atlantis to be honest yeah 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 100 they a couple months ago they they just discovered a thousand year old uh indian canoe it was like on on a reservation and they they uncovered it yeah and it's like that stuff doesn't happen very often because it's so rare that the conditions are perfect that it's preserved and the ocean is just so unknown to us and biblically scripturally historically there's all these accounts of great floods like almost every civilization has a story religious or not about flood. great floods and stuff and things lost to water it's just like they're gone it's they're gone. gone for forever and, yeah. and that the concept of a land is just being that you know, it flood there's some na- natural phenomenon and falls into the ocean and yeah. yeah it's gone a city that is now underwater that we just like we don't map the ocean it's too big mm-hmm. and too oh, uh, pressurized and crushing and scary yes <laughs> have you seen the squid video of uh it's like some oil rigger like way off the coast or whatever a uh-huh. hundred feet deep they had this camera just pointing into the water and it was a unknown species of squid that comes by it has a hundred foot long tentacles Ugh. The thing is massive, and it looks unlike anything you've ever seen before. And they just caught it on camera. Just like so, so crazy that there's just so many things we we just don't know. We yeah. we, <laughs> we just never seen. Ugh. Yeah, the ocean is terrifying, hundred percent. I, I I do not mess with the ocean. I'm not that guy. No. I'll go out in the space. I'll be in that kind of dark. I won't go in the ocean. Not a do fan. You, do you enjoy the ocean? No on the beach no i i don't mind being on the beach and like we've when we went to mexico for our honeymoon we went snorkeling a couple times and it was fine because i was in a group and the water was clear and like the diver dive master whatever knew where he was going and was like guiding us and we had all the equipment and stuff and heavy emphasis on the water being clear and Mm -hmm. since we were snorkeling over reefs like it's really not that deep like you're not not seeing the bottom you know i think that's the the part that really gets me is like you you can't see the bottom it's too deep and so we, last year we went to, uh, to Miami. I think I told you a little bit about our deep sea fishing trip with, you know, some of my family members and whatever. I had a hat blow off in the wind as we were like driving back and I watched that sucker sink so far and then it was just gone. It's, it's at the bottom of the ocean right now. <laughs> and like, that's terrifying. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, I've only been out in the ocean on big ships, cruise ships, whatever, mm-hmm. except for uh, when I went to Alaska and we went deep sea fishing. And we, we went out there, there was birds and they were chumming and everything. And we fished for a little bit and couldn't catch anything, couldn't catch anything. And then all of a sudden our little boat just got over the right ledge, the thing and, and stuff. And we just started pulling up just stuff I've never seen before. Fish I've never seen. There's rockfish and there's lean cod and there's halibut and all this type of stuff. And it's like, it was just so cool to see all these different species. And then all of a sudden this guy, there was like commotion at the front of the boat. And this guy's like, oh, I got a big one. I got a big one. And we come up and filleted out into the water is this big cylinder. And it was an octopus all spread out, had his tentacles all spread out. And yeah. it was eight feet, eight feet by eight feet. It was just gigantic, huge octopus. And they bring it up on deck. They pulled up there. And the guide on the boat, there was like a, a ring of different sizes of mallets. And then the last thing was a gun. And there's a, a law that when you're deep sea fishing, if the fish is over a certain weight, you have to gaff it, shoot it before it comes on board or whatever. Yeah. And so he, he goes and he pulls the mallet that's the octopus mallet, whatever. And the, the octopus is flayed out on the, the deck. And it is bright orange, like the most beautiful orange you've ever seen. And he takes the mallet and he hits it on top of the head. And where he hits it on top of the head, it just starts fading out and it goes all white. And the whole octopus goes white. And then he grabbed a lure and he put it around the, the tentacle. And it all started turning green because the lure was green. And it, the whole thing started camouflaging towards the towards what that, that the... point. Then he t- takes this eight-foot huge thing that's filleted out. And he goes and throws it in a bucket. And it fit in a bucket this big. Because it was just all jelly. Like, that is insane. Like, that whole experience, I was like... That thing just lives in the water <laughs> and you can be out in the water with it and have no idea. Yeah. And it is that advanced of a, a creature and that crazy of a creature. And it's like, no one would ever see that or do it. It would just kind of chill its life. And that's around you. And you know, like, not even alone. Crazy. Millions of things in the ocean that we just have like no idea. And they're all big and they're all scary and they'll all eat you. <laughs> and we're small. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Insignificant. So would you say water is your biggest fear? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. The ocean, yeah. for sure. I think when it comes to stuff like that, I am afraid of birds. Birds? I'm terrified yeah. of birds. <laughs> I I don't mean to laugh at your fear, but that is weird. No. I've never heard that. <laughs> Bro, I, I'll tell you where it all stems from. I uh, I went pheasant hunting when I was a little kid, and I shot a pheasant. And when you go pheasant hunting, you have these vests on. And there's a, a pouch on the back that you carry your birds on. Yeah. And I shot a pheasant and I put it in my pouch and it wasn't dead. And so it was a, a live bird attached to me and it just started losing its mind. Yeah. It started pecking and beating me up through my back. <laughs> and I think ever since then, I'm like, birds are the scariest animals in the world because if they turn on you and they're like, I'm going to kill you, you, you don't stand a chance. They're faster than you. They have, yeah. the, they have the higher ground. That's just what it is, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Watch Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and tell me that's not the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Then I'll watch Blake Lively's Forty Seven Meters Down. I'll experience your fear. <laughs> yeah, I that would be part of it, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, mostly the uh, I can never remember the actress's name, but she she was in that movie and she was Rebecca in uh, The Vampire Diaries. Love her. Mm. She's Australian. She's very attractive like i don't typically go for blondes but she is beautiful Blair holt maybe i don't think i've ever seen this girl before um, who's in h2o yep mean Claire girls holt. Yep. pretty little liars 
She was in 47 meters down. She's gorgeous. <laughs> right. And she's got the coolest shit. accent. Is she? Yeah. It's funny because that show, like, they have this set of siblings. And they're all supposed to be, like, brother and sister. And every one of them has a different accent. So, like, one of them is British. She's <laughs> Australian. Another guy is, like, from Denmark. Like, he's got a crazy accent. And I think they just assumed that, like, oh, Americans, they don't know the difference. It's just an accent. And so they just, like, <laughs> cast all these people from the whole planet as these siblings. That's incredible. They're like, they had multiple milkmen over the years. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you hear about the Ed Sheeran lawsuit with Marvin yes, Gaye's dude. co-writers, descendants, or whatever? Did you hear the verdict today? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's good. Jury unanimously oh, good. was like, this is bullshit. And it blows me away because like the, the people that were suing him weren't even involved in the writing of the song. They didn't exist yet. It's like his grandkids through a lawyer or whatever. But they were suing Ed Sheeran for $100 million, which, like, I can tell you for sure that one song has not made him $100 million. Um, but it reminded me of a story that I had heard, like, a month ago that I meant to bring up and, and kind of never did. But, uh, you know, Sean Combs, Gooms, Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, oh, all yeah. of his many mm-hmm. names. So um, he, it, it came out on Twitter a little while ago, um, Sting had tweeted that uh, the song Every Breath You Take that Diddy had sampled that in like 1998 or whatever and made a decent amount. Sting sued him for it because he didn't have permission to sample it. And since 1998 has been paying him, according to Sting's tweet, $2,000 a day for his entire life. And then Diddy came on and was like, actually after fees and like all this other kind of stuff, it's closer to 5,000 a day. Now that hasn't been confirmed, but I cannot imagine five thousand dollars a day that would be so excellent i i don't even know what i would do with that wow dude well from diddy's perspective like you gotta be like i gotta make five thousand dollars a day like you gotta be like pumping out some bangers or you're gonna be in trouble and you know what's crazy about it it sounds when you break it down into numbers that regular people can understand like five thousand dollars is pretty easily imagined by a lot of people five thousand dollars a day does not even equal 1.9 million dollars and Diddy made $90 million last year just off of his um, his brand partnerships, not his music, not his label, not anything. Just brand deals made $90 million. So he doesn't even notice wow. it. But when you think wow. $5,000 a day, that's so much money. But when you put it in the idea of millions, people are like, oh, yeah, like $1.9 That's really not all that much money. It's $5,000 a day. Wow. That, that hurts my brain. I, I always – the thing that always – in a similar vein hurts my brain is a million seconds is like 11 years or something. 11 but a days. Billion seconds is like 11 days. Yes. Yeah. And then a billion seconds is uh 32 years or something. Yeah. Uh, like, ah, oh, what dude. the hell? <laughs> money like that just makes zero sense to me. Cause $5,000 a day, that's life changing money to me. Easy. Like that, that just, but uh, comparatively to 90 million, like that dude is living a different life. That is crazy. Well, the Ed Sheeran thing, I heard that uh, he was going to say, he said that he would quit music if he lost. He was like, I'm freaking done if yeah. I lose this. I'm like, that, that's crazy. It's cra- I wonder if like the jury was just like, we need more bangers. We, we need- cannot get rid of Ed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that stupid money. That's awesome. But honestly, Good like I'm people out there. I know. But honestly, I would, uh, I would probably do the same if I was Ed and I had lost $100 million because of this stupid song. Because, like, he's not 
a guy that copies songs. He writes all of his own music and there's only so many chord progressions and tunes and stuff like that, that you can really have. Like there's a finite amount of things. And so imagine like dedicating your whole life to something, not stealing, and then having to give someone a hundred million dollars, which is like, I mean, it's not a lot of money to him, but it's still a lot of money. Like, you know, he's worth $800 million or a billion dollars or something like that. But like, that's just astronomical. The thing I don't understand about it, and it must just be the way people like copyright their, their work or whatever, but like, uh, Miley Cyrus came out with that new song flowers. Right. And it was on the number one billboard charts for a long time. There's a, a literal video of her talking about how it, the songs about her and her ex fiance, husband, whatever. And their song was Bruno Mars, uh, at whatever that song is, you know, yeah. and she she samples that song in Flowers. It is the same progression. She uses the same wording, like all that type of stuff. And it's like she was purposely copying it. Yeah. So why doesn't Bruno Mars sue the crap out of her for that? I'm sure that her her label offered him a big piece of the cut, like because you can sample mm-hmm. as long as you have their permission. So I'm sure they were like, hey, 35 percent you can have like you can have it if you let her sample the song. And like realistically, how much money is he still making off that song? So. But yeah, it copyright law is so weird because like you can parody something that's copyrighted as long as you say this is parody and you can use like identical phrases and characters and wording and all that kind of stuff. Just parody like Weird Al never gets in trouble for doing stuff, even though it's literally the same song with like 20 words changed. But like mm-hmm. as soon as it's not a parody, it's just like I'm going to sue you for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen uh, Nathan Fielder's uh, Nathan for you? Uh uh-uh. uh oh dude for all the listeners if you want to go watch just a gem of a show it's called nathan for you and essentially what the guy does is he pretends like he's a part of an actual uh, television crew that's filming small businesses and he's a business consultant but in reality he's a comedian and he'll he'll go into these businesses and he says i'm going to pitch you this idea that's going to make you a lot of money so he goes into a coffee shop and he says, we are going to convert your business into a parody law business, and we're going to create dumb Starbucks. So it's going to be Starbucks's logo, Starbucks's name, Starbucks's menu, everything Starbucks, but it's called dumb Starbucks. And so all the menu is the same, except it just had the word dumb in front of like all the menu items. Yeah. And it exploded. And they like <laughs> they were making like super good money. And then obviously the lawsuits came and everything, and they, they shut it down. But so easy to get away with. Like the, the whole episode is like, the law was you had to establish yourself as like a, a someone who does parody. Yeah. So he goes out there and like does like two or three like parody shows at the the, the coffee shop and then turns into a business and start making money off. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. People dude. are clever, dude. Smart. Yeah. So we just need to make dumb Tesla and go make a lot of money. <laughs> dumb SpaceX. Yeah. Um. Oh, so have you been following that, dude? No. What's going on? for being our space guy i'm really surprised i'm not as big of a fan of elon as i used to be i've, yeah, I've seen yeah. the twitter fiasco but, uh, and i'm like oh maybe he's not the guy maybe he's like just the guy that has enough money to pay the other people to be the guy and then you think well how did he earn his original money and it's because his dad owns a sapphire mine in south africa like that's how he started so then i'm like oh he's just a, a rich kid boo <laughs> he's not self-made i'm not interested <laughs> All right. Well, we'll cut that off. What were you saying before this then? No, no, no. Tell me about SpaceX. I'm just saying that's why I, saying, I don't know about them right now. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm just, I'm not a big space guy, but there's some guys at work that are, I don't know if they're even space guys, but they're 
guys that are interested in this. Um, they just launched the largest rocket ever in history. And it got off the pad, went into like the stratosphere or whatever, and then it exploded. Oh. And it was awesome. We watched it live time, you know. But they, they just launched another one too. So they're pumping out rockets. He said that in like the next six months, they're going to be ready to go again with the largest rocket, whatever that's called, Falcon X or something. Oh, I think. the Falcon Heavy? Yeah, something like yeah, that. I do know about that. But, uh, uh, apparently, like the concept of why they're launching all this stuff is a sustainable method of Mars transportation. If they can build it big enough and fast enough, then that's essentially the the path forward for Mars exploration and, and colonizing a different planet. Huh? Have you have you looked into uh, what like NASA found water on the moon, and that's like <clears throat> that's like kind of old news. Um, but the idea is that they're kind of playing with now is essentially taking the water that's on the moon and we can separate hydrogen from oxygen pretty easily. Like it, it's something that we do all the time. Um, so what they're thinking is developing like hydrogen engines that can be used in spacecraft, essentially shooting rockets up to the moon, landing, collecting water there, separating the hydrogen from the oxygen, inputting that hydrogen into the ship and essentially turning the moon into like a super huge gas station that they can then use to get to Mars where guess what they also discovered water on the surface so it's like we if we Whoa. can figure out how to truly do it we now have like gas stations throughout our entire solar system wow that is incredible yeah i uh, just getting it to work. I, I'm, d I'm dumb so i <laughs> this is gonna expose me but it's like for the first time ever i realized like you the only means of transportation when it comes to space is rockets like you can't do anything else yeah. because no gravity, no friction, no, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's like, that's cool because I've always wondered, you know, with fossil fuels being a finite, whatever. And if we don't, don't mine it, don't drill it, don't whatever, like how, how is our, how's that going to work? But yeah. we got new gas stations on yeah. different planets. That's we pretty just... cool. Have you, uh, have you listened to the AI drake oh yeah bangers dude i like ai drake bangers. better than i like regular drake <laughs> same dude. i'm gonna i'm gonna put a little clip right here i came in with my ex like selena the flex bumping justin beer a flavor and left but speaking of copyright law um that video officially is off of youtube as far as the original and it's no longer on spotify mm -hmm. yeah it's uh warner Dang. brothers hit them almost immediately with a cease and desist but it goes back to that. We talked about it several weeks ago about uh, Keanu Reeves putting it in his contracts that like you can't use his likeness or anything because like AI just like straight up wrote a Drake song and performed it better than Drake could. And like, it sounds great. And yep. he's not involved. <laughs> uh, it's so crazy. There's, there's some rapper that came out afterwards and I don't, can't remember who it is, but he was like, do it. He's like, use my voice, use my likeness. And he's like, I want 10% of royalties or something like that. Yeah. Like, gosh, that's a way to look at it is like ah they'll never have to work hard again no nope. you, you can use my likeness you already put your give me a cut you put your music out there like they've got your voice they can do it we already know you just sit back and chill all your work is done you're living off residual yeah food that's the next side hustle the roommate's pouch the roommate's couch podcast ai edition and it just writes it and records it as us i don't know what software they use i'm gonna do some research see if we can't get a free episode out of it
Ooh, that'd be incredible. They, they go and they listen to all of our episodes, and we go listen to AI, and they're like, oh, conspiracy theory, Elon Musk, Brewer, Nick Brewer. Brewer, Nick Brewer. Yeah, he does get talked about a lot. Hello, Nicholas. Yeah, that's all of our content right there. Freaking wow. AI pinned us. <laughs> Dude. So Let's sick. talk about this. <laughs> Dude, I love this. So for those who are not watching the video podcast, I receive a mysterious package today, and it has Mimit's name on it. And I open it up, and it is our first ever dollar made from the roommate's couch podcast framed and ready to go hang on my wall mm-hmm. and i love this thing <laughs> i like for all future gift givers of of mine i am sentimental as hell like i <laughs> i just love stupid stuff like i i had a box underneath my my bed for my whole life that has like napkins and like ticket receipts and stuff i'm just sentimental about stuff and uh, that this is cool. I that's gonna go on the wall. I'm gonna look at that every day. Like that's awesome. I appreciate yeah. that, man. I'm glad you liked it. It uh, is an idea I had when we were at like twenty three cents, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait to make till we hit two dollars, because then like I have one and you have one, and it's kind of cool. And then it finally hit that, and Serena went out of town, and like I I have printers. I own printers. I don't know where they are. I'm sure the ink is bad. I don't want to take the time to hook it up to my computer, so. Um, I just have Serena print stuff at work because she's on the marketing team. So she has access to a really nice printer and the printer that I have access to at work is just black and white. And so I was like, oh, I'll just wait till she comes back. And then I just got tired of waiting. I'm a really, I'm bad at giving gifts in that I like, once I decide on what I want to give someone or like once I have it, I just cannot hold it in. And so like, if you ask mm-hmm. Serena, she's never opened a birthday present or a Christmas present on time. Cause it's like, as soon as it gets to the house, it's like, open this now do it now. I don't care if you don't have anything to open on Christmas, just do it today. Just cause I'm like, I get excited in, in giving them. And so I, uh, I printed it off at UPS, clipped it together, oh. mailed it off. So it looks incredible. <laughs> Dude, that, that's a good topic. I, so would you say like uh gift giving receiving is like your love language? Like that's kind of see. And I don't think so. I've taken like the test mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's always more, um, like physical touch and, uh, time and like Mm. not even time spent doing things just time around so like me and serena can like watch a movie on the couch and like she'll be on her phone and i'm like totally content but the way that i feel about giving a good gift makes me question if that shouldn't be higher in my list yeah dude that that's good that you have that or at least you have the ability to dip into that because i don't have it at all gifts i hate getting gifts i hate giving gifts like (laughs) i hate things dude I, i and i'm so bad at it well, every Christmas, and I, we may have even talked about this. We are like, what, 17 episodes deep into this bad boy now? Yep. Dude, that is awesome. 17 weeks. So even before we started, I think it was like Christmas time, whatever. And uh, we talked a little bit about this. But, man, every year I just like, Chan, give me a list, and I just buy everything on the list, and she knows exactly what she's getting because I, I hate it. I hate mm. I hate giving gifts. It doesn't give, do it for me. Yeah. We, I just we... need to get Go ahead. No, you. You finish. I, I I just need to I need to I I I feel like the times I have tried tried to give good gifts, it wasn't received as well as I had hoped, Aww. and so I think that that's just killed it. I've had like PTSD from gift giving. Yeah, we do the same thing in my family, um, like with me and Serena and my parents and my siblings and all that. It's we always just say like, hey, your budget is forty, fifty, sixty bucks, whatever it is. 
send me a link to whatever you want and I will buy it and there you go and so that's kind of how Christmases go here for Serena's birthday I like to kind of go all out and like I'll have her send me one or two things and then um, I'll go out and buy something like big or extravagant or cool or something that like she really needs or that I think she would enjoy and so I I enjoy doing that but I don't like receiving gifts so like my birthday is in I don't know two and a half weeks something like that and like everyone is texting me like what do you want for your birthday what do you want for your birthday and I have no clue so if you want to send cash mom I know that you finally started listening to the podcast um feel free with cash (laughs) (laughs) Sally better come through this year yeah. Sally, Sally might be overtaking the Brewers in mentions. We've mentioned Sally in the we last few episodes. We talk about her a lot. <laughs> well, we need to bring Sally on onto the pod, dude. <laughs> now that's an that's an episode. Get the the roommate's mom's <laughs> special feature. <laughs> Are you an influencer or small business that wants to increase your reach? Do you want to see your profits increase by dozens of dollars? Advertise with us. Contact us at roommatescouch at gmail to be featured in an upcoming episode. Oh, I did want to do this. I want to shout out some of these comments. I, I've appreciated people uh, in, interacting with our last few episodes. Do you know who, this was about two episodes ago, who this, uh, Tacey, T-A-Y-A-C-E? Oh, Casey. that was your friend's wife. Oh, this is about the uh, Bisquick and Water? Oh, no, that's my, oh, okay, so Tace, that's my sister, Taylor. Oh, t- okay. Oh, What's poppin' okay. tea? <laughs> What up, Taylor? Gosh, we need to have the whole Mimit clan on, dude. Taylor, Taylor does want to come on here because she. We were talking. She listened to the episode with um, with Justice, and he was talking about the Skinwalkers and like kind of witchy vibe stuff. And Taylor's like super into that, and she like does little spells and and all kinds of stuff. So she wanted to come on and like walk us through being a witch in 2023. <laughs> is she full blown witch? Oh yeah, I think. I, I don't know like is she wicked is she like wiccan or is she i don't just, i don't like, know if she's just... wiccan or if she just practices a little bit or or what but but yeah uh, it's somewhere somewhere in that's that spectrum bro but i told her might, to let me win the lottery and a... that hasn't happened so magic can't be real <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that episode she can be a, a special co-host and I'll, I'll dip out i don't know if i can dive into the world of witchcraft yeah. and wizardry yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i want to shout out my friend's wife she made a comment couple weeks ago and this is what i hope to do as as this continues to grow and as you guys interact with the the little polls that we pull up uh i want to make sure that we're calling you out so kiana her name is k-i-e-o-n-a-h at it with that goes back to our episode when we were trying to name old stanley yelnats and we have to go with stanley yelnats because that's one of the poll but we're talking about how naming your child and we touched on this last episode as well how that impacts your life and takes your time Kiana's probably had a miserable life of trying to explain, <laughs> like countless hours sunk into that. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I wanted to call her out, because it's in conjunction with this, as I got this, it reminded me of another thing I have hanging on my wall. Um, so Kiana's husband, Tyler, is one of my best friends. Uh, we, we grew up in the same town, went to elementary, high school, everything together. And uh, we went to college. Our, my first year of college went to Snow College in Ephraim. And what we would do is like whenever we had like a bad day or like we were like, school sucked or girl sucked whatever it was we just would go to uh mcdonald's and we'd always get like a mcchicken and so when i left on my mission to come meet mimit he uh he gave me a hard goodbye and he gave me a 20 dollars bill and he was like hey man you ever have like a crappy day like take this 20 and just go buy yourself a, a mcchicken and like be good you know 
and uh, it took about like three days onto the mission, and I pulled <laughs> that pointy out of my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's I'm right. going to go get me a McChicken. I'm like, I'm done. And uh, I was, at the time, we were in uh, like Junction City, Oregon, and we were at the church's library, and they have a laminator there. And I pulled out that 20 because it was a cr- crappy day, and I was like, we're going to go get a McChicken. And then I was like, you know what? Not going to have a bad day on my mission. So I went and I signed my name, I signed Tyler's name, and I put it through the laminator. And then every day on my mission, I would just have that 20 on my discuss, like I'd study and stuff. And I just kind of remind myself, like, have a good, like, just have a good day. Like, just don't have bad days. And then when Tyler married Kiana, I gave him back that 20. And so that was like my wedding gift back to them. And then uh, when I got married, he got me a 20. So we, we both had 20s hanging up on our wall. And that's kind of like our reminder. So that's I, sick. I love, I love sentimental stuff. So that's, you love hanging money on your wall. Those. I know. <laughs> I feel like at the end of this, I'm just going to have like a wall of money and then someone's going to break into my house one day. I'm like, this is the best robbery job great. we've ever done. Hey, everybody. Anyone listening to this episode, we are issuing a challenge. We will pay you $1 if you share any of your favorite episodes from the Roommates Couch podcast. All you have to do, share this to your story, tag us at Roommates Couch Pod, and we will reach out to you. We'll DM you. We'll slide into those DMs, get your Venmo, and we will send you a dollar. And this is open to anyone and everyone. If this is your first episode ever listening to the Roommates Couch Podcast, welcome. We are sending you money. All you have to do is share this episode. We are going to do this up to the first 50 people that do this. So there is money on the line. If you need to make some burner accounts to get that dough, let us know, and we will send you that money. So get on it, everybody. We'd love to see how far this goes.